0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for August 23rd, 2022. If you enjoyed the movie Braveheart, remember it's decent cinema and bad history. Parts of it are accurate. There was a William Wallace who led an uprising in Scotland and he was executed on this day in 1305. 1775, King George is pushing back in the lead-up to the Revolutionary War. He delivers his proclamation of rebellion against the colonies. The basic rub between the two parties was the king felt the colonies were more of a conquered people than full Englishmen, entitled to certain protections under the law. He proceeded to use and abuse them as such. They felt they were loyal Englishmen and should be treated as Englishmen. In the years after the Revolutionary War, there was a diverse array of issues facing the new country. One of the more interesting may have been the entire state of Franklin. If you look at any map of the 13 states, most of the central states extended their borders west to the Mississippi River. Settlers had started moving west across the mountains to the new lands. The Ulster Scots were one group that preferred the western frontier. The state of North Carolina was mostly concerned with their population and lands between the mountains and the coast, and were neglecting their more western citizens. In fact, much of the land that had been seceded to the federal government to help them cover debts from the recent war. On this day in 1784, a region that is now part of eastern Tennessee, from south of Gatlinburg, northeast to the Virginia border, declares itself independent and for the next four years attempted to establish the 14th state known as Franklin. 1904, the automobile is still quite new. With any new technology comes new issues. Horses do not have the traction issues that automobiles have. Harry Weed, living in central New York State, patents the tire chain that year to help the issue. In New England at the time, it was common to pack the snowy roads with a roller to form a layer of near ice. Perfect for shoed horses and sleighs, really bad for rubber tires and cars. Cartoonist Ernie Bushmiller was born in 1905. He's remembered as the creator of the strip Nancy, which he drew until 1982. The strip is still being published and currently on artist number six since Bushmiller. The current one, Olivia James, is believed to be a pen name and possibly a number of staff artists. One has to respect the wishes of Peanuts creator and artist Charles Schultz, who retained the rights to his work and refused to train a follow-on artist to keep the strip in production. Dancer Gene Kelly was born in 1912. The automobile had its growing pains and obstacles to overcome. So did the emerging aviation industry. The first in-flight refueling had been accomplished in late June of 1923. Using that technique, an endurance record of 37 hours aloft was completed on this day, two months later. The method was crude, but it mostly worked. It will be another 25 years before a truly workable system will be refined. If you were reading National Geographic magazine in the 1980s, you may recall the name Galen Rowell. He was an adventurer and outdoor photographer. Rowell was born in 1940. At the age of 32, he sold his business to pursue photography as a full-time occupation. He clearly had natural talent. Within a year, he had completed a cover story for National Geographic. The magazine is known for its quality photos. The real-to-life Daniel Rudiger is 74 today. If the name does not bring a smile to your face, go find the movie Rudy. Rudiger says the movie is over 90% accurate. While his acting career may be longer than his singing career, Rick Springfield is 73 today. A Grammy winner in the early 80s for his hit Jessie's Girl and a couple of others, he also appeared on the soap opera General Hospital. The first Lockheed C-130 cargo aircraft flies in 1954. Roughly 2,500 of the highly versatile aircraft have been built and used by militaries around the world. In 2015, the Air Force retired one that was 52 years old and had over 27,000 flight hours. NASA gets the first photos of the Earth in 1966. No, they were not behind the times. These photos were from the Moon and taken by the Lunar Orbiter 1. Farm workers union leader Cesar Chavez led the Salibol strike in 1970. Part of the issue had been farms of the period were small family businesses and had been regularly exempted from labor regulations. The California region was a different case. Their farm workers were migrants. The other part was which union would represent the farm workers. Chavez hoped his union would, and then the Teamsters stepped in. The Salable Strike was essentially infighting between the two unions and will continue for the next eight years. The Pontiac Silverdome opens in 1975, 30 miles northwest of Detroit, Michigan. The facility was the first large structure to use the air-supported roof system. It only had a useful life of 26 years before its primary tenants moved on to newer and larger stadiums. For the next 12 years, it will have a couple of owners who will try to rehabilitate and reutilize the stadium. East and West Germany announced they will reunite a couple of months later in 1990. What began as a computer index and search engine for legal libraries a couple of decades earlier, the World Wide Web opens to the public in 1991. A rare moderate earthquake strikes the eastern United States, causing as much as $300 million in damage around Washington, D.C. Some political pundits claim it was Bush's fault in reference to the previous president. That's history and comment for the 23rd day of August. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.